Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for a very special, spoiler-free movie review as we kick off the real start of summer movie season with an action blockbuster spectacular that has fast movie vehicles, and it's fast, and it's furious, and it's better than anything called Fast and Furious because it's got Liam freaking Neeson... Driving on an ice road. It's the ice road with Liam Neeson. Oh, this is the real... Forget about Fast and Furious coming out this weekend. This is the real movie to get excited about. The Ice Road with Liam Neeson. My name is Colin, and it's not your disability, it's your attitude. My name is Jamie, and I love Gertie. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh boy, is this exciting. This is a movie that... I think it was... How long ago was it? Two years ago that I first knew this movie existed. Now, just a little bit of history here for anybody who hasn't listened. Uh, Liam Neeson is my guilty pleasure. I think everybody's got a guilty pleasure, whether it's a guilty pleasure actor, guilty pleasure franchise. For some people, it's Fast and Furious, which I don't get. I've seen all those movies twice, and I don't enjoy any of them. Uh, But it doesn't matter what Liam Neeson does. I'm going to love the movie, it seems. You know, I'm struggling to think about any Liam Neeson movies that I didn't enjoy, even if it was just, wow, that movie was garbage, but Liam Neeson makes everything better. This movie, though, was particularly exciting because we live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and two years ago, they were filming this, or over two years ago, they were filming this movie in Winnipeg, Manitoba. It might have been a year and a half ago, I don't remember. But uh, before the pandemic and everything shut down, this was one of the productions that was filming here in and around Winnipeg. And there were a couple of days where where people at work were questioning, hey, I I thought that if you were going to call in sick at any point this week, that you were just stalking Liam Neeson. Like, that's how well-known my... That's a true story. That's how well-known my my love for Liam Neeson is. Uh, So it didn't matter. This movie coming out filmed... 10 minutes from our house, really. I mean, let's say more like a 20-minute drive from our house for the most part. Thanks for telling people where we live. They don't know the address. Winnipeg is, what, you, you just a put quarter the, of a million you people? You put them within a 20-minute radius, apparently. Well, no, no, no. Well, first of all, we'll just say that this movie is filmed in and around Winnipeg. The opening scenes take place in Winnipeg, but this was mostly filmed around Ile de Chaine, which is about a 20-minute drive outside of Winnipeg. We just happen to live literally on the the edge of the city. We could walk 10 minutes and... Stop telling people where we live. Uh, they don't. It's the quarter of a million people. <laughs> But uh, we could walk for 10 minutes and see that you are leaving Winnipeg sign. So let's say a 20-minute drive and we're around where they film this movie. Uh, I'm excited just to talk about you know movie filming in our city that doesn't have Jennifer Lopez and Richard Gere in it. Uh, who, yeah, R- Richard Gere comes here a lot, eh? For, for movies? Once. 
Oh, was it only once? <laughs> yes. Oh, did, uh, 18 did, years ago. By the way, did you know that I actually, uh, not to just hijack things here, but I actually had a science teacher looked exactly I, yes, like I Richard know. Gere. You tell and me every he time. Actually looked he was his body double or his, he was. his, his stand in. Yeah. He looked exactly like Richard Gere. I'm not even Yeah, joking. when Richard Gere filmed Shall We Dance Here, your math teacher or whatever was his stand Science. Yeah. Did, were you attracted to your science teacher? No. But you're attracted to Richard Gere. I mean, he he's got charm. Yeah, he's got he's, charm. Okay, he's, he's, he's pretty just, good. He's too old. No, he's hot, hotter than Liam Neeson. But but you know what though? I will give props to that guy because I did look it up, and he is going to be seventy next year. We had this conversation yesterday. No, okay, for, I, gonna, I forget I'm, things a lot. I'm going to go but... a couple flashbacks before we even get into the movie here. The, so. This story has been told on here when Jamie and I saw The Commuter. Now, first of all, I love that every Liam Neeson movie now is essentially Liam Neeson. There used to be a thing with after Die Hard came out. There was always, okay, Die Hard on a bus, speed. Die Hard on a submarine, under siege. Die Hard on a train, under siege too, you know? Uh, Die Hard on a semi, ice roads. Well, but but it's just become a Liam Neeson thing where Liam Neeson on a plane, nonstop. You know, Liam Neeson in a snowplow, cold pursuit. Oh, and he was on a train too, right, in one movie? Uh, Liam Neeson on a train commuter, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So now Liam Neeson in a semi truck, ice road. Uh, but uh, no I No matter told what story, he drives or what he flies, he's going to get you. Yeah. But I, I did tell a story when we did the commuter review, and I will tell it on every Liam Neeson story because I still – this is how I got you to watch this movie. Ugh. You had zero interest. Even when I told you, this is the movie that filmed here. You know, it, it, you had zero excitement. Uh, but if we go back to – when did Nonstop come out? 2013, let's say, something like that. Uh, so it's my birthday or the day after my birthday or something like that. And we go out for dinner, and we have Ugh. a couple of friends with us, and – <laughs> we're basically planning to go see a movie and the question comes okay what movie are we going to see and I'm like oh I really want to see that Liam Neeson movie nonstop. and again people question if I called in sick whether I was stalking Liam Neeson while he was filming here so it should be a given if a Liam Neeson movie is coming out that's what we're going to see Jamie says oh I wanted to see the new Muppet movie and I'm like well I mean I like the Muppets you know I, I actually really do like the Muppets I but love them if I had to choose between the Muppets and Liam Neeson this was the Muppets most wanted not the good one but the bad one so I'm like ah, oh, you know I kind of want to see the Liam Neeson one and you hear several people pipe up say well you know it's Colin's birthday so which one do you want Colin Jamie no joke in a restaurant starts stomping her feet and slamming her fist on the table, saying, no, Muppets, Muppets, Muppets. Well, you, and then I'm like... You knew that I was a brat when you married me. It was my birthday, and it was a Liam Neeson movie. And I'm like, well, I guess, you know, the Muppets said, all right, well, I guess we're going to see the Muppets. Well, we saw the Muppets. Everybody there was a fan of the Muppets. Okay, my, Every person walks out and said, wow, that was a bad Muppet movie. You know what, though? In my defense... Liam Neeson even likes Muppets because he he was on the Sesame Street as the like accounting Dracula with yes. the, with a monocle. Yes, and I know. He, and I told you that the other day when I was at the store and I saw the special DVD and you didn't want me to buy it. <laughs> yeah, but since that, since I and and of course when I eventually did see Nonstop, my favorite Liam Neeson movie, uh, Overtaken, Over Cold Pursuit, Over anything. Nonstop, my favorite Liam Neeson movie. So I have held you since then to if a Liam Neeson movie comes out, we're going to see it occasionally. I've seen them on my own, 
You didn't see Walk Among the Tombstones with me. You didn't see Run All Night. I didn't see The Grey either. You didn't see The Grey, uh, which you really need to see The Grey. Wow, that movie's incredible. Uh, and Cold Pursuit I saw on my own because I think, you know, well, you were watching a child. Uh, but I have said, I'm excusing myself. I'll be home at midnight. I'm going to see Liam Neeson drive a snowplow. Uh, but I still, we, I drove you to, uh, dragged you to the Honest Thief movie that came out last year, right before theaters closed down here again. That was pretty good. Sadly, the last Liam Neeson movie that came out, The Marksman, we still haven't seen because that one was released theatrically only. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. I, I only talk about every single week. I'm like, oh, that Marksman movie. I, I have a really bad memory. I know you do. But, <laughs> which is why that, that, that conversation with Liam Neeson being 69 years old, it was just yesterday where you were saying, ah, Liam Neeson's just average. And I'm like, the guy's the one of the greatest action stars in the world. But, He's 69 years old. And you're like, ah. But aren't you jealous of me, though? Because I have the ability to forget so wonderfully that <laughs> if you enjoy a movie so much you can enjoy it like the same way a brand new again right, okay but the flip side of that is that if you absolutely hate a movie you will watch it again not knowing what that you hated it if i hate something i know i'm not going to see it again i, I haven't watched the muppets most wanted since then no you know the secret is i just tell you that i hated it and you have a wonderful memory and then you will remind me you hated that okay so you just have to have somebody smart with a good memory well i'm not jealous of you because i still avoid bad movies this way but anyways we did have that conversation with liam neeson so yeah we we missed the marksman because it released theatrically only and we are still waiting for theaters to open here i had a panic attack because i knew that this movie had been sold to netflix now netflix is different if, if you're talking about HBO Max, which we have our own thing here called Crave TV, which HBO, you know, is is an add-on for Crave. Right. Uh, the content's not always the same with that. Amazon Prime, the content's not always the same. Something's Amazon Prime exclusive in the United States doesn't mean we're getting it here. Netflix, I can't think of one example. There, there are different catalogs as far as old movies go. Yeah. If you see what's new on Netflix in America and it's older movies, it's completely different what's new here. But but Netflix distributed films, which Netflix did buy distribute this movie, those are always the same. This is literally the first time I can think of where there's a movie that went straight to Netflix and it's not available on Netflix in Canada. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you any difference. But, well, it was, but you are right, though, with the streaming services. Some of them are different. Like when you're talking about The Crave with HBO, that's more of like the fancy one. Yeah, so, that, that's, so, then, so then you might you have be, to pay like twenty bucks. So you might be scared if if something comes on a different streaming service that's not as good. You're thinking, uh, is yeah. it going to be good? Yeah, and the the thing is, is that you know with Netflix here, if a movie comes, it's perfect because Netflix is still super cheap. Crave isn't, but uh, well, there was that other movie that came on Netflix, right? The black and white one that you said was popular. Everybody was watching that before the one? pandemic. It was like, wasn't it like a Spanish movie or something? Roma? That was a couple years ago. Yeah, but that was yeah. a, a straight-to-Netflix one. I've ever, I've never known one that didn't come here. Now, they, this must be, they had, uh, maybe because it was it takes place in Canada, they thought we're going to have bigger box office dollars release it theatrically here. So maybe, you know, mm. the Canadian distributor said, no, we want to hold this off for theatrically. Uh, so, <laughs> Except but, lockdown. <laughs> yeah, then lockdown happens. <laughs> yeah. the, the weekend is coming out. So I thought this is coming Netflix, and then it was like two days ago where I looked, and Netflix has a coming soon feature. I'm like, yeah. it's not on there, Jamie. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I, I went to Google Play, which is normally where we'll get our movies from. I saved it on there, and it didn't show up this morning. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I start searching everything. Eventually, I see that Amazon Prime has like a rental option, and boy, did we luck out because typically when you have these movies that are released on demand, you know, new releases are on demand, it's like 25 bucks. This, you could buy this now on Amazon 
for $15 or you could rent it for 10 yeah. I rented it, even though I'm positive with any Liam Neeson movie, I'm going to want to own it just because it was standard definition only. Yeah. But here we go. So much panic to get to this moment while everybody well, else is freaking out because Fast and the Furious, the first real, real blockbuster, has come out. I'm excited because Liam Neeson's driving a semi truck on an ice road. Well, could you imagine, though, with all of the really cool visuals in the movie with the ice breaking and like all this thing, if, if you were to watch that on 4K, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, and that's what I'm holding out for for the buying it. But, yeah. but. Let's actually get to it now. <laughs> a little over 10 minutes into this episode. You had zero inches. I told you what the movie's about. I'm like, it, it's it's basically a disaster and then a rescue mission. Like, And it's Liam Neeson. <laughs> it's, it's, it takes place in Manitoba. It, it Half of this movie, they're dropping Winnipeg and they're, they're dropping, you know, uh, northern Manitoba and stuff like this. And you think that you'd be excited by this. You did nothing but groan and complain the last couple days as we geared up to watch this movie. And we also got a home theater projector in the last couple weeks, which is great because we still can't go to movie theaters. And this is our way to kind of see something on a semi big, big screen like it's movie theater. You had no interest in it. You have not complained about anything I put on. Every single night, you're like, yeah, whatever you want to watch, it's fine. It's cool to be able to watch anything on this. You didn't want to watch this. Now you've seen it. You kind of spoiled a little bit during the movie. But your thoughts on the ice road. Um, You know, okay. So part part of what I was saying with uh, not watching it and complaining and stuff like that. you And you know this already about me, but I am a brat, as I said earlier. My pits. My pits. <laughs> so... I mean, part of that was just teasing you because I would. Oh, I know it. I, I would say things like, "Oh, you know, Timothy Dalton is a way better actor." <laughs> than yeah, Liam Neeson. I, I've been, on Double Oz Seven. I mentioned that many times that you you spent probably a good two and a half years committed to yeah. trying to tell me that Timothy Dalton was a better Bond than Pierce Brosnan, and eventually admitted that you were doing that just to mess with me. But then you know, there there's people that I are... said the last couple of days. You spent the last couple of days telling me Liam Neeson's just so average. And I'm like, you're doing that to bug me. I know you're doing that thing again. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where it's like some people are just kind of savage. Like, you remember from Frozen with that that guy who is actually evil, the Hans guy? And he's talking okay. about his brothers, how they pretended that he was invisible for two years. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like that. Sometimes it's just so funny to mess with people. Okay. But you saw the movie. So? Yeah. No, it, it was very good. I mean, uh, I, I definitely wasn't expecting to become so attached to the Gertie character and he's wonderful in this movie yeah well I'll just say it's not just Liam Neeson uh first I'm, I'm gonna there's probably some people listening to this there are probably some people listening to this that's all I wanted to say uh, that's what you're hoping for <laughs> there we go but there are probably some people listening to this who are not some people have seen the movie and just want to hear what we think some people haven't seen the movie let's see what they think if you haven't seen this movie, I'm going to just warn you a few things. Most of the reviews out there are saying this movie's garbage. Most of the audience response is saying this movie's garbage. Uh, and when you watch the first 10 minutes of this movie, there's an almost very odd TV movie acting style to it that if you go in with, with this mindset, it will be easy to overcome. This movie is intentionally emulating 70s and 80s action films. Uh, the director, Jonathan Hensley, he uh, has written a ton of blockbusters. I mean, he was involved in the Young Indiana Jones TV show. Uh, he, he wrote Armageddon. Um, he wrote, Live, or not Live for Your Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, he was a big screenwriter in the 90s. I think Con Air was another one of his scripts. But he got into directing in 2004 with the Punisher movie. 
And he's made another movie since then called Kill the Irishman, and then there's this. And I remember when The Punisher came on. I love the movie, and but most people now love the 2004 Punisher movie uh, with Thomas Jane as the Punisher and Travolta as the villain. But at the time, nobody was really crazy about it. And I remember watching the review after I saw the movie and loved it, and I think it was Roger Ebert was saying, this is a classic throwback to 70s-style revenge films, movies like Shaft or Walking Tall. And I never forgot that. And when I started watching this movie, I remembered that Jonathan Hensley had done The Punisher. And I really put myself in the mindset of, I'm watching a 70s action film, sorry, Charles Bronson, (laughs) you know, or an 80s action film with, I don't know, um, Louis Gossett Jr. uh, and Tom Selleck or or Patrick Swayze or something like that. Like a B-grade dated 70s style, 80s style action movie. There's cheesiness to this movie. There's kind of corny acting that is I believe 100% intentional so go in with that mindset I'm just going to say first but you know you said being attached to the character there are some really quirky characters in this movie that if you're expecting a modern action film you're going to be like well that character is really cheesy including Gertie but if you understand this movie is meant to be a throwback to 70s and 80s style action movies these characters completely fit you know what that that tattoo girl I feel like tattoo. Tantu? Tantu. Oh, I thought I thought they call her Tattoo. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, I heard She's her the mouth. indigenous character. I, I was almost bothered at the beginning of this movie. I'm like, this movie's way too white to be Manitoba. You know, because Manitoba, you could go to a school here in some areas I, I, and be in the minority if you're white. I didn't realize that was the word. I, yeah. th- I thought they were calling her that because she had tattoos or something. No, she didn't have any tattoos. Well, so that no, well, she, it's winter. She was coming up with a coat. <laughs> How would you know if she but had anyways, tattoos? No, they have a, a, you know representation, well, which is cool. I, I know they mentioned she was Cree. Yeah. But, but anyways... You see her personality. You know what I thought of watching the movie? Mm. I thought the, not not so much the look, a little bit too, just with the eye makeup and stuff and the attitude. Totally could be April Ludgate's sister. Yeah, yeah, she's got a little bit of that April Ludgate moodiness to her. Uh, but there's another example. It's, it's a character that is almost a little bit too over the top at times, you know? But I'd say about a third of the way into this movie, halfway into the movie still maybe halfway in that mindset, I'm like, this is a decent movie. But by the end of the movie, you genuinely do love these characters. I don't know what it is. I think it it, it really has a lot to do with that mindset because I know a lot of people are going to watch this movie and I've seen a lot of people have watched this movie and just didn't get it or thought this was just a stupid, it's a joke, it's it's corny, it's cheesy, it's, you know... Yeah, but aren't aren't a lot of really great action movies cheesy, though, little... Well, Fast and Furious, those aren't great, but anyways... Yeah, like, like anybody's going to take that movie so well, seriously. Well, no, they do. That's the thing. There's, there's, be, there's become a new appreciation for the Fast and Furious movies because you acknowledge this is meant to be ridiculous, you know? Uh, the Die Hard movies are kind of like that. You know, you go and you expect something that's ridiculous. Uh, John Wick movies, yeah, that like kind when, of embraces it in a different way. When Bruce Willis is saying yippee-ki-yay, like, yeah. like as if that's not kind of cheesy and corny, but yeah. at the same but, time, you're like, yeah! But the thing is, with this movie, though, it, it, it's a little bit further because even the visuals of this, they're trying very hard not to date this movie. You see one cell phone in the entire movie. Nobody's carrying a cell phone around with them. Now, the movie takes place in present day. You can tell by, like, uh, you know, seeing the buildings, uh, yeah. seeing the cars and stuff. But you don't see very many computers in this movie, even though everybody should have a computer, even when you're in office buildings. Yeah. You see one cell phone. The one cell phone you see looks like it could be a cordless telephone. It's so big. Right. But the movie's not meant to take place. And so I believe that, that Jonathan Hensley wanted to make a movie that would 100% feel like a B movie from the 70s and 80s. You, you know? Wa- you want to watch this movie in black and white? 
No. Well, because <laughs> they didn't. They black and white was gone. You know, color TV existed in the seventies, right? In color. <laughs> yes, in color. Uh, but yeah, I love these characters. You know, just going through it a little bit. Liam Neeson uh, is a truck driver, and his brother is a mechanic. His brother Gertie. And I, I actually, I think this is one of the reasons why you like the character. They don't go out of the way to explain everything about him. Mm-hmm. He has a disability, but it's not what you think. You know, he was a former war veteran. Yeah. Who I I thought they were alluding towards it being PTSD, but you also see at one point there's like a bald spot on his head yeah. where there's a small scar. And again, it's very yeah. subtle. They don't come right out and say, yes, he had an accident and he had brain surgery. They just sort of let you figure some of this stuff out. Yeah. But he has this disorder, which I'm sure it's a real thing, but it was just, it was quirky, but it wasn't ever played as a joke where he just can't form his, everything gets scrambled in his head. So he knows what he wants to communicate, but the words come out wrong. Yeah. You know, so he'll be saying things and you have to kind of decode what, what, what does what that was mean? it that they said? Was it called apraxia? Uh, not apraxia. It was something else that started with an A though. Oh. As an audience, by the end, you start to be like, I really want to code be saying, but he is a lovable character and they never played his joke. And like you said, Tantu, another one, just very quirky, kind of, you question her a lot. And then there's the other guy, which I thought was maybe the star of the movie. Uh, the, the, the insurance actuary guy who's just sort of long for the ride. He's really quirky, really funny. And again, kind of like shifty looking, you know, and, and Lawrence Fishburne, of course, is in this too. Uh, I thought that they had like a really good cast for this movie and the action sequences too. I mean, you know, I had very few problems with this movie, but all of them were towards the end. Well, and your problems are you wanted everything. They literally tie this up. They tie every loose thread up, but you just wanted more accountability for somebody who was bad in this movie. No, no, I wanted to see their trial. <laughs> well, it, it just feel it makes it feel like it ends so quickly. It doesn't though. This movie, if That's anything, the way I feel. I feel like this movie. It just kept going. You kept thinking, okay, if this is a typical action movie, it's going to end here, and then they have twenty more minutes of another action sequence, another action sequence. Okay, but you don't get tired of those. But that's what I mean, though. It, it builds up so much to that point, and then to the end, it's like. What? That's it? Well, and, okay, here's the other thing. So the action sequences, uh, you have a mining disaster, but that's all the action. There's maybe one other brief moment you have in the mine. The rest of it is on trucks on an ice road, which doesn't sound like it would be that exciting, you know? Uh, unless, you know, something falls through the ice. But I, even I'm then, sure you... people thought the same about snakes on a plane, though, Colin. No, you. if you say there's snakes on a plane, you know what you're going to be getting. <laughs> but... With this, trucks on an ice road, you don't think about, you know, explosions and stuff like that. They find some really creative ways to make the action happen and everything unique. But there's a couple little visual tricks that Jonathan Hansley puts in here where uh, it's like shot underneath. So you're looking through the ice as the trucks are like zooming by or stopping and you see little cracks forming. And there's, also the, the waves that they Yeah, end. like this wave thing. I will say the effects, the, the effects in this movie aren't great. There's a couple of explosions that look like CGI from the mid 90s but what I think also isn't being appreciated enough about this movie is that these are real driving like they're driving these trucks these are not CGI it's not models they had drivers driving these things swerving all over the place tipping over the stunt driving this movie it's not quite as crazy as what you're going to get in a Fast and Furious or Mission Impossible or Terminator or Terminator yeah but it's still really solid for a low budget action film yeah, I, uh, you know, I think that they they did a good job with certain things. Like, as you said, you you might hear, you know, oh, just driving trucks on ice and think, 
ugh, that doesn't really sound interesting. For, and, for an hour and, and 45 minutes. And, and is it dangerous? Really? Like, come on. Seriously, that's an action movie? Yeah. But then they they go out of their way in the movie to kind of explain with this insurance guy because he, he was just kind of talking to one of the drivers saying, you know, oh, is it really actually that dangerous? And and then they kind of go into the reasons why it's actually dangerous. And, yeah. and then you, you get to see the you know repercussions of certain choices and everything well and, and then there's there's a couple little things they throw in there which i know there's a tv show ice road truckers i've never seen it yeah i never seen it but i'm sure a lot of this stuff is real too but there's little things like the bobbleheads that they put on these trucks there's yeah. a reason for that they explain the reason in this movie uh sometimes they, they it's about well you have to be going just fast enough that you know you you're not sitting in one place and allowing the, the ice to, to take all the impact, but not going so fast that you lose control. There's little things like that that they go into. Uh, the heat sometimes of the trucks factors into this. Uh, and then there's also a lot of stuff that doesn't involve driving these semi-trucks on an ice road. Like there are some hand-to-hand combat scenes in this movie. I mean, you get some good stuff. Again, I'm not, I don't want anybody to think that if you're going to watch this movie, you're going to get some of this John Wick quality of art in action films or Mission Impossible Fallout art in action films. But if you go in expecting a really good B-movie that is in the style of these classic B-movies, I think that it it totally delivers. What I want to know is, I asked you this question when we were watching it, Um, I want to know with semi-trucks, if they're operated by keys or something else. Yeah, because the, <laughs> there's some points of, this, points of this movie where the question came up. It's like, why aren't they throwing the keys away? Or who has the keys? Or like it, stuff them in your bra or your jock strap or I whatever. Know, I know Liam Neeson's got lots of stuff stuffed in his bra, so there might <laughs> not be room for it. But <laughs> Gertie might. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know there's a couple of things I want to mention. Again, this is in our hometown, which is exciting. Uh, or parts of it in our hometown. They filmed it here. Uh, some of the scenes, it's not like you're going to, there's my house there. <laughs> but uh, some of the things you see, even just where it's in an industrial area and there's a factory, you just sort of look at the way these factories look. It looks like it's here. Uh, some things that do make me kind of scratch my head, like they seem to drop in and out of kilometers in this, the metric system versus the imperial system. Yeah, actually, Lawrence that, Fishburne, now that you mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, like Lawrence Fishburne, there's one scene that kind of bothered me because Lawrence Fishburne, who is from Winnipeg in this, the only characters who are not from Manitoba or from Winnipeg specifically are Liam Neeson and his brother Gertie. But Lawrence Fishburne, who is from here, when he's explaining everything, he's saying, we got about 300 miles to whatever. And I'm like, oh, they're probably doing that because this is primarily an American audience, you know, they're going to understand that versus kilometers. But in the exact same scene, all of a sudden he goes, so about 75 kilometers to go. Maybe this is just a truck driver thing that they, they, you know, communicate in both versions. Well, in, in the beginning of the movie though, they were in North Dakota. So obviously Liam, Liam Neeson was, but not Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, no, no, no. I know, but I'm saying maybe, maybe that's why they kept switching back and forth because obviously when they're driving in Canada, it does get changed to kilometers versus yeah, miles. But the trucks, seem to be miles with kilometers in the background because which also canadian trucks would be kilometers in the front with miles in the background but, but there is a later part in the movie with the tantu girl where mm-hmm. she's like oh you know just come on just drive another mile just one yeah. more mile and she obviously is canadian well, right i will I say think, this maybe well no she's supposed to be yeah. yeah i mean she's living in winnipeg yeah. she she i think she gets paroled or um uh, bailed out at the beginning of this movie she's in a winnipeg jail but um Again, I think we're nitpicking just as Canadians who are watching a movie that takes place in Canada. Because the only other movie that took a lot of movies film here, like 
I think there's probably, I don't know, 15 to 20 movie productions here in Winnipeg. We usually pose for cities like Chicago. Uh, Chicago is one of the big ones that Winnipeg always subs for in movies because it has a similar look, I guess. Is, is that the the city where all the those love Christmas movies take yeah, place? Well, is it Chicago? That's funny because we have a ton of... <laughs> if, if you watch a Hallmark Christmas movie... Yep. Ben and I talked about this last year. Half of them are filmed in Victoria. Yeah. Half of them are filmed in Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, it's just something so that happens. It's, but it's supposed to be like some secluded location, like up in the woods. It's like Aspen or something. It's like, no, that that's Manitoba. Yeah, exactly. Well, but even if, even if you're filming in the city, like the Chicago, Winnipeg kind of subs for Chicago. But the only other time where somebody actually had a movie that took place in Winnipeg uh, was Kevin Smith, who made the Jay and Silent Bob movies oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah. He... Um, I don't think it was him. It was either him or somebody else. Uh, him or the guy who plays Jay in the Jay and Silent Bob movies. One of them was in Winnipeg filming something or, or doing a show. I think they were doing like a uh, one of their stage shows or whatever. And when they came here, it was so bitterly cold, which Winnipeg does get like minus 30, you know, minus 35 in the winter. We're, I oh, think that's, we have, that's easy. It gets colder than that. But in our summer, we're 30 to 35 degrees. I mean, you're looking at... Uh, and for people who aren't in Canada, let's just say it goes to be about 90 to 100 degrees in the summer, which is what it's right now. Uh, so we have like such a wide range. But he had come here in the winter and it was so bitterly cold that he said, I want to develop a trilogy of movies that take place in Manitoba. They're all loosely connected, but I think one was Tusk. The other one was Yoga Hosers. And I can't remember what the third one is. But Kevin Smith has made a trilogy of movies that take place in Manitoba, but he didn't film any of them here, which is weird. But yet, every time one of these movies comes out, he comes to Winnipeg and promotes it with a live show or something, which is funny. But this one, being that it filmed here, there's some really authentic stuff. There's some that wasn't quite authentic, but that's just sort of us nitpicking. But it's cool our hometown is on the big screen or on our big wall. Yeah, it was it was kind of fun to keep, them, uh, keep hearing them say, Winnipeg and Manitoba. Yeah. Well, even when he's talking to his brother, he goes, hopefully we will, hopefully we will win a pig. Everybody from Winnipeg has probably made that joke at one point or another too. Authentic, I, right? I haven't. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I thought the movie's good. Uh, the action sequences are great. Um, I want to talk about one more thing on the end of this. This is going to be a flashback to our commuter episode, if you remember or not. Uh. But. Uh, now you've seen of it. Of course I remember. You just brought by, it up. No, if you remember the episode. No. That's my point. You're the one going thought, on about how bad your memory is. No, I thought you, of were, course just, I I thought you were just going to give me a hard time again about saying Muppets, Muppets. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyways, this movie, buy it, rent it, bin it. Um, I'd rent it. it. It would be one that I would watch on TV again if it came up, but uh, I am still bitter about the end. <laughs> it's... Uh, we will do a spoiler one at some point. I would have actually, I'm, I'm very honest. Like, of course I'm going to buy all these Liam Neeson movies, but if we didn't do a review for honest thief last year, but I, I even remember telling you, it's like, yeah, I think this one's a renter. It, it's, it's a good Liam Neeson movie. It, it's your standard Liam Neeson movie. It wasn't, it didn't have that extra something special that nonstop or a walk among the tombstones or a cold pursuit had. It was more like a, a run of the mill. This one, I'd say particularly for the last act, I would buy this. And again, I'm saying completely upfront, guilty pleasure. This movie is garbage, but is intentionally made to be B-grade garbage. And if you go in understanding that, you can really appreciate it. As you just glare at me for some reason. 
Because, again, you never told me that I was going to record a podcast. Yes, I did. Now, first of all, a couple days ago I said we're going to watch this movie, but it was just yesterday I said, after we watch the movie, can we record an episode? Because I'll, I'll even remind you of this. Right now, people who listened to us last week were expecting the Doctor Sleep episode, which, by the way, Doctor Sleep will be coming hopefully next week. Hard to okay, work now, out a three. Now that that's a great movie. Hard to work out a three-hour-long movie where there's gonna be all of us, me, you, and Rossi on the same episode. Uh, but uh, you asked, okay, when does this Doctor Sleep episode gonna happen? And I said, well, it's not happening this week because we can't line up a time. And Rossi and I haven't finished watching the movie yet because it's three hours long. You've watched it a Come couple on, times already. Get, get get with it. No, some of us have jobs, Jamie. <laughs> I have a job. I clean up poop and pee all day. That's my job. That's. Do you wanna Do you wanna do it? No, you know what? You were just saying the other day about how you know I'm the one who uh, no, actually, Jamie, the kids need a diaper change, and then I said, but then I said, Jamie, you're also the one who will ignore that they have a diaper change, or you know what? They can wear the same pajamas today that they've been sleeping in for three days. Okay, you know what? That garbage is full. Let me cram sixteen more things in there. Way to make me sound like an awful mother. First of all, you just finished making me an awful father. No, you're not an awful father. I just, I said, do you want to switch jobs? (laughs) But in all honesty, I wouldn't want to have your job. Yeah, there you go. no, I, I, I get breaks through the day and stuff like that. And have as long as I have coffee, no one gets hurt. But the thing is, is with the kids, I only let them sleep in their pajamas again if A, I'm really tired, and two... A or did, two. Did you get it? Yeah. <laughs> A, two, and D. Yeah. A, two, and D. If I'm really tired, and as long as their clothes actually don't, don't have like junk on it from food and you know crap like that, because I don't, I don't want them to be filthy. Crap like junk on you're talking about the crap like junk on the food or crap like crap. Okay, let's so crap let's like just, that. Let's just say both f- feces, little from column A, feces from column or B. or food. Okay. Anyways, back to the original point. When you claimed before we start, we we I, I wanted to edit into this episode. And you told me not to because you were like, you never told me we were recording. I'm like, I did multiple times. When you said, are we recording Doctor Sleep? I said, no, it's going to be next week. But because that Liam Neeson's movie's coming out. Can we record on the ice road after we watch it on Friday? You owe me. No, listen. No, you owed me. The only reason we watch this is because you owe me for the whole Muppets Muppets fiasco. But I even told you, because we're not doing Doctor Sleep this week, can you do the ice road with me? And you said, okay. And I reminded you again several times today. And then before we start recording, you know you never told me we were recording. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for a movie coming out that is like... A- a hundred thousand million thousand billion percent not your type of movie and you did. Make... it was called mortal Kombat, and it sucked no that that that's still being generous i'm gonna look for something else <laughs> that i know you'd hate and then i'm gonna make you do a review with me okay well who's gonna be editing and uploading this review you you, you. no that doesn't work like that yeah <laughs> uh, all right i, I so... don't do none of that smart work <laughs> Back back to what I wanted to do. So I think we did this on the commuter episode, running through the Liam Neeson movies. You don't remember any of them. Uh, but Liam Neeson a- action movies, we've got the Taken trilogy. We have um, uh, the Unknown, which I tried to remind you about. You saw it in theaters with me. You don't remember. We got the Grey. We got the A-Team, if you want to include that. We not, got I don't think I've seen that one. Walk on the Tombstones, Run All Night, Nonstop, The Commuter, um, uh, Cold Pursuit... Uh, Has Liam Neeson ever played a bad guy? Oh, all the time. Or is he always just an action hero? No, no, he's he's done bad guys. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just wondering. I can't tell you which movie right now, but I know he's done it. <laughs> well, it's just I was just thinking about it because I know, like, you take someone like John Travolta, right, who most yeah. of the time is actually a good guy, 
But then there's the few times where he is a bad guy and he's actually super good at it. Like, sort of. He was, there we go. I'm like, I can't remember. He was the villain in the Batman Begins trilogy, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like John Travolta, he was great in Swordfish. And what was that other one? Face Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is funny, though, because I, I looked up um, Liam Neeson villains and they just keep bringing up his hero characters. This is what I was going to say. He never plays a straight hero. He's always this very shady hero, nonstop. He's a complete wreck in that movie, you know? Uh, run he's all like, night. He's, he's like com- unstable and he'll break your neck type yeah. of hero? Yeah. So just looking through this, the only time he actually really played a villain villain was probably Batman. So I might be wrong when I said he's done it multiple times, but I think that's because, like I said, he, he always sort of plays these shady heroes. Maybe he would have been a little bit calmer if somebody just like slipped him a mitol on his drink. What's that? You don't know what Midal is? No. Should I? <laughs> it was just a Is joke. it date rape? <laughs> no. You don't know what Midal is? No. What is okay, it? Okay. Make an NF point and look it up. How do you spell that? M-I-D-O-L. If this ends up being like pegging or whatever else Ben makes me Google, I'm going to be very upset. No. Uh... I don't know. It's it's is it a painkiller. No, not exactly. It's something that is for women to help with all oh, their bloating pe- to help with all their period symptoms, in- including uh, being moody, mood swings. Okay. Well, Liam Neeson's never moody. That's the thing. he's always. It was cool. a joke. I'm Liam Neeson. And by the way, why guys don't have periods, but seriously, sometimes guys get you know mad at PMS too. You okay. know, I I've lived with seven brothers. Yeah. Growing up, it's true. Those guys are crazy. All right. But back to what I was saying. I love it. I want to go back into these episodes and actually sidetrack when I start a point and then get interrupted how many minutes it takes to come back to that point from your interruptions. <laughs> but I think that people love hearing about my weird stories. Yeah, like your my dolls. Anyways, so the Liam Neeson movies. I want. I know you're not going to be able to rank all these. I don't think you've seen Run All Night. You oh, haven't seen Walking the Tombstones. Remember. You haven't seen Cold Pursuit. Uh, give me your top three, top five if you could do it, but give me your top three Liam Neeson action movies. Uh, well, yeah, Taken. I was going to say, what's the name of that one? But, uh, that would probably be, like, the top number one. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. Well, there's this. Nonstop. I don't remember Nonstop. The airplane one? Uh. People texting him on the airplane? No, I don't remember. Somebody uh, holding hostage? I remember that there's, like, the train one. The commuter, yeah. That's the one with with Norma Bates from the uh, Bates Motel. She was great in that. She's pretty hot. Okay. Uh, That's okay. I think. Was it it better than Honest Thief? I I thought, well, I thought it was better than Honest Thief. I thought both of them were sort of more the mid-range ones, but they were both good. Let's just say, like, equal uh, for those, but I think that this one's ahead of those. I don't know. Okay, so you're going to put this number two because you remember it. Yeah, exactly. I'm still bitter about the ending, though. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say, believe it or not, there's actually a couple Liam Neeson movies I prefer over Taken, even though Taken sort of started. I still think it's crazy. It's been 13 years, 14 years if you lived overseas, since Liam Neeson became an action star in his mid-50s. He's 69 years old. Yeah. And a couple years ago when we did The Commuter, we said... Liam Neeson has signed on for what he says is going to be his final action movie ever, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be Cold Pursuit, which came out, what, two years ago? Is that the one with the snowblower? The, the, well, the snowplow, not snowblower. Oh. Snowblower is a very small machine. <laughs> Just see him slowly walking towards the villain's lair with a snowblower. <laughs> I mean, he is older, and, you know, there's movies with cool names like Hobo with a Shotgun. He could be like Hobo with a Snowblower. <laughs> 
hold on, I got a nice jam in here. I need to prime it again. That was a pretty good Liam Neeson, right? <laughs> that was a pretty good <laughs> There we go. I got an impression that doesn't sound like Schwarzenegger. Yes. That was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. The snow plow on. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, 69 years old. A couple years ago, he said Cold Pursuit, which was called Hard Powder at the time, which I thought was a great title, uh, is going to be my final action movie ever. Don't you love that in the last... What, I'm trying to think how many months here. Let's say that, that, nine months. That name was the original name, and then they hard changed. powder. Yeah, that makes me think of drugs right but away. The movie's about drug lords, oh, okay. but he drives a snowplow. That's okay. the joke. Okay. Which, by the way, Cold Pursuit has the single greatest poster in the history of mankind. Okay, I, I'll, I'll pull it up for you as we're doing this. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was supposed to be his final one. In the last what eight months, Liam Neeson has had three theatrical, not this one. There's another uh, one. Three theatrical action movie tell me that's not the greatest poster you've ever seen that somehow reminds me of superman didn't superman do that to somebody's car in the movie oh yeah he kind of did yeah 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 in in man of steel yeah Yeah. it's basically a car impaled on the top of a branch and it says liam neeson cold pursuit that's great uh but yeah my number one though is like practically 70 that's pretty impressive that's that's pretty impressive for what he did and again you can tell in his action movies that he's he's it's, he's not doing the, the taken well, he or doesn't non-stop seem frail at all, though. Like that's well, what I'm saying. Like he he seems like he could be like a 50 year old. Yeah, and and it's crazy that when he was 55 or whatever, and, and Taken came out, that was the big deal about the movie because Jerry action films did not exist before this man. Like Jack Reacher, John Wick, we would have none of these. The Equalizer, they exist because of Taken. They all it started a trend. We got to do Taken one of these days just for that. But was but that his first action movie that he did? Yeah, I mean he'd done Star Wars. Oh, okay. but that was such a big deal that Liam Neeson became an action star hmm. at fifty five or whatever, and now he's sixty nine and he's still doing it, even wow. though he said he was retiring two years ago from it. But uh, anyways, my number one nonstop. I love that movie. Uh, I might go number two, Cold Pursuit. That movie's just crazy. And it's funny, too. Well, it's also, you know, kind of dark. Uh, You're rating Taken that low? Well, I'd, I'd probably put Taken as number three. Hmm. Uh, the Taken sequels, it's one of these things where if they had never made a sequel to Taken, I might rank Taken higher. But the Taken sequels, and it shouldn't affect it, but the Taken sequels, they do drag it down a little bit. Taken 3 was a better agree. all-around I movie. I will agree with But you. Taken yeah. 2 was a bad movie that had yeah. one great sequence in it. Taken 3 was a good movie that had no great sequences, just good ones. So if you were to combine Taken 2 and 3, you have a good movie. But Taken 1, I'd still say, as much as I love Taken, I'd still say non-stop. Uh, yeah, I might say The Grey Hire as well. So mm. non-stop, Cold Pursuit, and The Grey, those are like the top three. Mm. And then you know, Taken and Unknown was also a really good one. Yeah. We're going to be watching lots of Liam Neeson because you need to catch up on oh, come all these other movies. Liam Neeson Oz coming soon. Make you watch like anime movies with me or something. I'm not watching any anime. You, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to make you do it doesn't, with me. It doesn't make sense because, okay, first of all, every time we go to a movie theater, you fall asleep. Every time. Okay, but there's a reason no, for I know, that though I know because, of, because if I get warm and it's dark, then I, I know, fall asleep. But when has that ever happened to me? Never, right? What happens every time we see an animated movie? You fall asleep. I don't know what it is. Animation puts me to sleep. The one animated movie I truly love, How to Train Dragon, or three, I should say, the How to Train Dragon trilogy. I fell asleep 20 minutes into and How to Train I, Dragon. I will proudly say that I showed that to you. You did. I fell asleep, and it was when I woke up, and I'm like, whoa, this movie looks really good that I decided it, to go it, back and watch it again. It was the score that hooked you. The music woke me up. But, yeah. And I saw How to Train Dragon 3 myself in the theater. You weren't even there. But I can't watch animation without falling asleep, so that's not a good threat. So you lose. 
watch more Liam Neeson. Uh, anyways, what other stuff do we have coming out? Doctor Sleep, the end of our good horror sequel month, is still coming. We just need to line up the right timing to be able to record because Jamie and Rossi are both going to be on that episode, and so will I. And it's an awesome movie, so you need to listen to it. And it's three hours long, so I need to get through it. I've seen it before, but I need to finish watching it. Uh, also, we, we we have a couple plans in the works. We are going to be bringing back one of our guest hosts. I'm not going to say who. If you go back and listen to our guest host month, you'll know who it is. But one of our guest hosts is going to be coming back, which we, we're potentially going to be doing in July. But now I think it's going to be more likely we're going to do that in August because... Uh, there's a little movie coming out in a couple weeks called Space Jam that we may or may not be covering the original in the lead up to. So, won't officially say what we have for movie recaps, but Space Jam is potentially coming in the next week or two. Did, did you ever see the original? Oh, I saw it when it first came out, of course. Okay. Well, I asked you the other day if you saw Osmosis Jones and you said no. I never saw Osmosis Jones, no. It was good. Yeah, but I, I, I saw, I haven't seen Space Jam in a long, long time. Uh, I'm actually worried. That's one of these things where I'm worried. I'm like, I like this movie when it first came out, but is this garbage now that I'm adult and I have to look back on it? What, we'll what, find out. What's better, Space Jam or Roger Rabbit? Oh, Roger Rabbit. A million That's times. the right answer. Even when I was young and loved Space Jam, which again, maybe I still love Space Jam. I don't know. But even when I was young and loved Space Jam, I still would have said Roger Rabbit any day of the week. Uh, we've also got 24 recaps are continuing. We've had lots of great interviews that have come out. And if you haven't heard it, we interviewed Fran Drescher last week. How incredible is that? We interviewed Fran Drescher. It is now our most listened to episode of the year. It has surpassed our recap of The Parent Trap, which who knows how our recap of The Parent Trap got as many downloads as it did. Jamie was on that episode. They're, they're she great barely movies. She barely contributes. But, oh, come on. <laughs> but that, yeah, anyways, Fran Drescher interview. Go back and listen to it. Uh, she had and a big that, charity that's event. That's a huge win for you guys because she's huge. She's yeah, well, so famous. And she had a big charity event. You're going to hear about it in the interview. Uh, she was promoting that, but... You can still watch that charity event. It's still available online for the next little while. So definitely check out that interview and then check out her charity. Uh, so yeah, we got more stuff coming up. And uh, yeah, hopefully Jamie's back for Doctor Sleep next week or maybe Space Jam after. I don't know. Anyways, thank you for joining us. My name is Colin and Ice Road. Ice Road. Ice Road. My name is Jamie and Liam Neeson actually is pretty okay. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.